Hello, welcome to the third episode of the Leadership Outlook podcast. This is the place where we talk about leadership and how to succeed as a leader in the digital working environment. I am Nadia Harris with Brenna Oliveira. Today, we will talk about RPA and how this relates to building teams in a digital environment. Breno, as I have introduced the topic, let's elaborate on what RPA actually means and also why RPA in the first place. Why is it a hot topic for you? Nadia, as you know, I was the delivery manager responsible for RPA deliveries, so I know a couple of things about the subject. Yes, Breno, I'm sure you do. And actually, I think you have a cold, but it's just a cold, so no worries. It's not going to affect our recording today, guys, so stay tuned. I mean, I have to say that during all the time that I've known you and when we did our MBA together, you never stopped surprising me with your broad perspective. Yes, it's just a cold. I'll get better soon. So uh, when it comes to the insights and uh, the knowledge I have acquired uh, through the time, I would say that um, I have been uh, working in several business domains and industries. So I have uh, I have a couple of takes that I would like to share with you guys. Today is RPA. And let's get into it. RPA stands for Robotic Process Automation. And it's a technology that's meant to enable businesses to focus on tasks that bring value to the organization and gets the organization closer to its goals and, uh, and vision, right? A good candidate of RPA implementation would be a daily process of reconciliation of data from several systems into one specific file. This example of process shares a couple of characteristics that make RPA a viable technology to, to choose from. These are, it's repeatable, it's system related, and it has an established process in place. So basically, a successful RPA implementation will improve our efficiency. But I'm sure that you just don't rush into it without preparation. What should you definitely consider up front? Well, you should first consider what is driving your decision to choose RPA in the first place. There are several benefits of RPA. It can bring you a more streamlined process. You know exactly when the RPA robot runs and it can run 24-7 and there are several other benefits. Wow, um, but I'm sure that benefits like this don't come for free. So, Breno, honestly, what about the costs? Yes, before jumping into the hype, you should consider that RPA has its costs associated with the implementation and maintenance, right? You should look at the implementation cost and the maintenance cost in the long run to see and verify if your savings are being justified. All right, so how should we do it? We usually calculate RPA savings with FTE, which stands for full-time equivalent. Let's say an employee is considered one FTE. So if the employee works on a daily task, let's say for the previous example of data reconciliation for two hours a day, Automating this process would mean a saving of around 0,25 FTE. So usually, managers tend to look at the FTE savings via RPA and take into account only this factor to calculate the return on investment. But the truth is that FTE savings is only one element and we need to consider several of them before implementing RPA projects. Okay, so in this case, 
what else should we consider? Yes, of course. You should also consider the implementation costs that are associated with vendors, training and external consultancy for at least the initial projects because you don't know everything that they start. Now it's time to consider also something that is the killer of RPA solutions, the maintenance. Once your RPA project is implemented, several things can happen that you require your RPA robot to be changed and amended. But for that, you need to have a support set up in place, meaning you need to have a maintenance team, which will most definitely cost something. With these known elements, then you should be able to see if your RPA implementation is viable in the long run and how long it will take for you and your organization to break even. But why RPA in the first place? Why is there such a hype? Yes, if you think rationally about it, the hype first came with the ease of automating processes, meaning you can easily turn around a project, right? So you can easily deliver some RPA projects, saving FTEs, but with time, companies started to add more and more complex processes inside their RPA portfolios, right? Bringing the maintenance cost way higher and the return on investment way further along the way. So if it's all bad, then why are we even talking about it? <laughs> it's a funny question. I would say because as managers, we need to understand the full picture while making our decisions as many things in our career. We need to make sure that we look at the solution from all the possible angles, strategic, tactical, and economical. There is no such a thing as one solution fits all, as some may think when reading about RPA. Talking about solutions, Nadia, do you happen to know any way of test driving these RPA solutions? prior to make a decision to, I don't know, just have like a huge portfolio of RPA investments? Breno, I do happen to know that indeed. We need to take advantage of a full agile framework. We should try to use the POCs, which stands for proof of concept, of course. It does not cost much to create one POC and there are several tools that we can use to test drive the solution in your company, such as Blue Prism, Automation Anywhere, WorkFusion and others. These vendors usually provide trial versions of their software and therefore you can test how your team would cope working with a robot script alongside them. You know, the training is usually free and easy to access as these vendors really want you to choose their RPA framework. You know, it's part of their pitch. Okay, and uh, who would be the target? I mean, which companies should consider RPA implementation altogether? Well, I think that one of the biggest advantages of RPA is that the size of your company doesn't really matter and you can introduce it at any stage especially if you're willing to grow as an organization, you know, it's both scalable and flexible, which means we can adjust it to our needs. But what we should keep in mind is that in order to use it properly and to its full, we need to make our team aware how it should be treated. And here I mean, of course, that it should be understood as a tool meant to increase effectiveness. And here we may, of course, deal with some reluctance as implementing it basically means change 
and being resistant to change is in human nature. That's why we should deeply educate our entire team on how their work will be improved and how they will be able to see that it actually helps with a bottom-up approach. Well, yeah, I agree with you. But um, just one thing that I noticed, what is a bottom-up approach? Sure. It's an approach that helps us to process information and order knowledge in a certain way. You see, we can have a bottom-up and a top-down approach. Each of these can be quite simple. The top-down approach goes from the general to the specific, and the bottom-up approach begins at the specific and moves to the general. That's just in a nutshell. Yes, but we'll definitely elaborate on both approaches much more in different episodes. And what about distributed teams? What's the current trend and connection between RPA and distributed teams, Nadia? When we speak about digital collaboration, remote or distributed teams, I mean, call it as you want it, we always have one thing in mind, smart working as well as a results-driven approach. That's why I have seen this in many smart remote companies that Thanks to RPA, they free their teams from dull, repetitive tasks, allowing them to focus on work and tasks of higher value. In the end, this also helps us create a strong culture of doers who are able to use their creativity to enable company growth. Yes, Nadia, indeed. The RPA market is growing and I'm absolutely sure that we'll be able to experience this in our organizations at some point. Today or tomorrow, we will be able to experience RPA in the first hand and understand why it's important to know all the aspects of RPA. Breno, it was very nice speaking with you and I am really looking forward to the next episode. By the way, guys, make sure to let us know how you like our podcast, so please rate it. Share it, and if you would like us to engage in any specific topic, feel free to leave a comment. The pleasure was mine, Nadia. Actually, we touched base on this RPA topic. I really like the topic, and I think that we, we managed to engage with the audience with a different touch, so they see uh, all the angles that need to be taken into account while thinking, reading, and researching about RPA. Speak to you all very soon.